Oshkeldenis. Merhaba. Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. Yes, I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And we're going to dive into volume 10 today yep. of Erkenji Kush. And we're getting so close to some of my favorite episodes. Yeah. So I'm like, I know. It's, I can't it's wait. It's exciting times. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have really a word for this episode. It is a good episode. Yes, I, I agree. I feel a lot like last week. Yeah. La- uh, last episode. Yeah. Um, it's a good episode. It's got some good moments. Yes. But yeah, I don't know. I just. Oh, were you a little disappointed or? Like, yeah. You, you seem a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if disappointed is the right word, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I guess we can just talk about it. And okay. We'll go from there. But yeah. Before we do, um, last week was our love story episode. That's right. So yes. sorry, <laughs> that's um, okay. We haven't in real life, in real we time, haven't released. Yeah, yet. we haven't released it yet in real time. <laughs> so that took me a second. But by the time you guys are listening to this, you yes, will have heard. You will have heard it. Yes, you'll have yeah. heard our love story episode. But the day after we recorded it, we got one more love story email. So I yes. wanted to read that really quick before we dove in because Yay. it was a really it was a cute email. Uh, And this comes from Katie. And she wrote in and said, hi, girls. First of all, I love your podcast and can't wait for it every week. Thank you so much. That's so so sweet. sweet. I know. I was so happy when I read this. Oh, my gosh. She said, I discovered EK back in January when my husband was out of town for a week and I binged it, which is unfortunate for my four children because I basically ignored them. (laughs) Kidding. Sort of. (laughs) Um, That's very relatable, Katie. We totally understand. Oh, yes. (laughs) Anyway, people tend to look at you like you're crazy when you say your favorite show is a Turkish rom-com with subs, and I have no one to talk to about how much I love this show. So your podcast brings me joy every week. You can talk to us, Katie. Yes, you can can always talk to us. (laughs) Email us, tweet us, Instagram Mm -hmm. us, Facebook us. We love to talk to you about it. We will talk to you about it. We promise. So she said, I've, uh, she writes, I've been meaning to reply to your how did you get together with your person question, but see aforementioned for children as reason for delay. I might be too late, but here's the short version. I met my husband when I was 19, a sophomore in college, not quite yet a functioning adult. He was 23, gainfully employed, and definitely a functioning adult, Mm -hmm. which is impressive that a 23-year-old guy was a gainfully employed functioning adult. So props to your husband. Yeah. I was in a college group at our church, and he was the front guy for the band, but he always disappeared after he played, and I could not figure out his deal. Turns out he's a mega introvert and would just avoid conversing with a bunch of young college kids. Hmm. I'm a mega extrovert, so I sought him out at one meeting and basically accosted him with something along the lines of, Hi, I'm Katie. What's your deal? Who are you? <laughs> as, an, as an introvert, I am very thankful for people like Katie <laughs> yes. because I need the people to accost me because I will never accost you in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which which is funny because what she wrote next basically confirms what you just said. She said, which he secretly loved. I loved that he was surprisingly funny and made me laugh a lot. Also, hello, he was a musician. We talked for about 30 minutes and by the end of the night, he'd ask me for my number and asked me on a date. Aww. A rare quality in a man, the ability to just initiate and make it happen. Uh-huh. Amen, sister. It didn't take long for us to know that this was going somewhere serious, and we dated for a year. We were engaged for six months and married before my senior year of college. I was so young, but I don't regret it. I think it's more fun to figure out who you are with someone than without. 
We've been married for 14 years. I had babies at age 24 and 25. I'm tired just thinking about it. Then we adopted two more a few years after that. So our hands are full and we're tired a lot, but he's still my favorite person in the whole world. And I'm still the girl who just extroverts all over the place and he calms me down. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Looking forward to more of your podcast episodes and to episode 43. She wrote this before 43 aired. Okay, and then Katie includes a PS, but it was talking about episode 43, which we don't want to spoil since we're only talking about episode 10. Um, but it's okay because I actually did email her back regarding her PS. So oh, good. I have talked to her about oh, it. Oh, good. Okay. So, okay. Anyhow, thank you, Katie, for sharing that. Yeah, thank love, you, Katie. We love getting your guys' love stories. So. That's a great email. That's it, awesome. It was. So if you guys have them, again, even if you missed the cutoff for us recording them, we still want to hear from you. It would be fun to like read one at the beginning or end of every episode if we, you know, keep getting them. So yeah. Anyhow, so I thought that was a good way to start our episode That's this week. That's really good. That was a really good way to do it. Yeah. All right. Okay. So do you have the summary? I do. So volume 10 summary from uh, EK's Instagram page. First of all, the hashtag, 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 sorry, hashtag. <laughs> the hashtag for this episode was Bukesgercek, which means this time it's real. So the summary goes, John leaves for his hut for some alone time while he thinks Sanem is spending the evening with Levant. Polen, with the help of Sonem, shows up at his private hut as he is gazing at photos of Sonem. His heart and mind are mixed up. And just a little side note, <laughs> I texted Ashley last night, you guys, <laughs> because I was translating the summary from the Instagram account, which of course you have to do from Turkish. Yeah. So b- both the Instagram and the Google summary, when I Google translated it, said that, um, shoot, what? I should have had the text ready. I was laughing so hard because one of the summary sentences basically translated to Polen is in the private area of John. (laughs) And then it said there are also pictures of Sanem in his private area. (laughs) (laughs) And clearly it's talking about the The hut. hut. Yeah. Because he calls it his private space. Right. His private place. Uh (laughs) But I could not stop laughing. There are pictures of John's John's private private area. area. It sounds like a headliner of of the National Enquirer or Uh something like that. So just thought I'd share that with you guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's see. The next day, the agency has to work on an ad for an organic beverage. And the worst part is they have to work with Eileen. Sanem's friends and family wind up working on set as well as caterers because the client has particular tastes. At the agency, there's a wishing tree that Sanem writes. Uh, there is a wishing tree that Sanem writes down and attaches her wish to. John, seeing her attach a piece of paper to the tree, takes her wish and wants to make it come true. Will he? Let's find out. How interesting that they included that tiny little snippet. I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Because I was like, oh, maybe. I mean, I remembered this from watching it the first time right but well and we don't see him open it in this episode we don't which i thought because of this that we would right there was a scene at one point where you thought he was going to because he's just kind of staring at Mm -hmm. it flipping it between his fingers Uh so i thought oh this must be when he opens it. okay and he doesn't not not yet no so Mm -hmm. it's funny that they mentioned it but they did yeah it yeah this summary, I was kind of like, huh, they summarized some stuff that I felt like didn't really matter, but. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoyed this episode mostly because I feel like things are getting closer. Mm-hmm. I swear you can feel it 
in the air. You can. You <laughs> Even can. though it's on a screen and I'm not with them. I know. It's, it is completely palpable. Yeah. Everything that is happening between the two of them. It, that's and very true. There are a lot of palpable moments. There's a lot of funny moments. There are a lot of funny moments. I think probably it was my own fault be, for not – I enjoyed the episode. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't – Right. But I think just because – I'm looking forward to the next several episodes. Maybe okay. it was just a little bit like I was getting ahead of myself okay. with excitement. So I could it, see that. It was like a bit of a letdown okay. with this one. But right. this episode really isn't a letdown at right. all. It's not, especially with the way it ends. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I feel like this entire episode, John is such a little punk. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, we had a couple moments of that last episode mm-hmm. too, but this episode especially – I, oh man, I was living for it. Uh I was cracking up at him and just thriving on how adorable he was Uh being and how much of a punk he's being to son M. Yep. Oh man, I have so many great moments that I loved from this episode. I I did write LOL. Specifically with John. Yes, I did write LOL next to quite a few. A lot. Of, yeah, quite a few interactions. Um. All right, so where do you want to start? I don't know. I mean... I mean, okay, we have the opening scene, of course, which picks up where we left off from episode nine. Right. Which, you know, if you remember from two weeks ago, it, you know, Sanem brings Polen to the hut because she right. kind of has an inkling of where John will be. And Polen gets out of the car. She sees John with the photos. Mm-hmm. John doesn't see her yet. So Polen basically runs back to the car, tells Sanem, like, to leave we're good go ahead and leave yeah um i'm gonna stay here which is so hypocritical because mm-hmm. before she says that she tells son M, john oh, wants, john to, be wants alone. to be alone mm-hmm. so but can you go back by yourself right i'm just gonna stay here yeah i know so at this point i feel like we've seen the shift in poland because oh this episode for mm-hmm. sure because we you know up until then up until now she's been a pretty um sympathetic character Mm -hmm. because you know she's just a girl in love with this guy who she's been with for the last several years Mm -hmm. and doesn't understand why all of a sudden he's dropping her yeah um she seems very sweet right she wants to be friends with sun yeah she even likes sun and everything but once she realizes sun is the mystery girl not anymore uh uh-huh everything's changing oh yeah so she sends sun home and yeah basically decides she's gonna stay there with john right so that's the open of the episode. Yeah. Um, but then she ha- – so she goes back and kind of gives him the chance to, uh, I don't know, co- not cover up his right. misdeeds she, she kind of like not doing anything wrong. No, but she kind of calls out his name to kind of yeah. give him warning like that there's someone there. So he kind of hurries and hides the photos. Right. And so it keeps her secret that she knew what he was doing Correct. and the pictures he was looking at. Correct. Um, and then he panics and <laughs> – Yep. <laughs> And throws all the pictures uh-huh. together and shoves and the cushion like shoves over. shoves them under the cushion. But honestly, I really liked the fact that he was clearly upset with her. Yeah. And that he basically was like, I told you I wanted to be alone. Uh-huh. Why are you here? Right. And, and how did you get here? Exactly. So she throws Sanem under the bus and is like, right. well, Sanem brought me here. And then I like how he's like, oh, Sanem is here? I better go check on her. Yes. Da, 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 da. And she's like, John, she already left in a cab. She's a big girl. Yeah. Like, uh, she can handle herself, but he just immediately was concerned about her. Yeah, and, and then he's like, "No, 
I'm not going to stay here. Mm-hmm. If you're here, I'm, no, it's fine. We won't stay here. Yeah, we're just going to go back to the house. And he basically tell like, he tells her he doesn't let, because she keeps trying to mm-hmm. insist that she can stay with him right. and all this stuff. And he's like, no, I'm going to call a taxi and we're going to go back to my house. Right. That's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. He And, of course, you know, she doesn't get her way, so she's disappointed because mm-hmm. clearly she's trying to orchestrate some stuff. Correct. But John, I don't know. I, I'm i assuming he can see through everything that she's doing. Right. It's hard for me not to get a little irritated with John in this episode. I will say I actually did get irritated a few times because there's a few times where, you know, he – allows her to have her like arm slipped through his yeah and like when she's massaging his shoulders because they're sore mm-hmm. later in the episode and she stuff, and takes like, some liberties with him right and and i get that they've physically known he- touching yes. him and right and he lets her do that. right and i know that they've known each other a long time right. i get that but and him and sonam are not together they're not but if you're also trying to make it clear to this woman that you don't want her yeah which you keep saying like, hey, I'm not going to change my mind. So I'll give you that. You mm-hmm. keep you keep verbally reaffirming what you've said. Like, right. this doesn't change anything. I don't want to keep breaking your heart. So yeah. I don't want to have to keep saying this. But yes. I just want to make it clear, you know, I, this is the final decision. It's not working. We shouldn't be together. But when you're the allowing other her. stuff, those are mixed signals. Yeah, like you're allowing her to come visit you at work yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, he's definitely sending mixed signals, which is really frustrating yeah and not that i because honestly i think polen would still do that stuff whether or not he was actually giving her indication right or any encouragement i agree but it would just be nice to see him trying to like push off those advances yeah a little more forcefully than he was doing correct so yeah i agree um let's see i did i feel like we need to mention sanem writing in her journal yes uh, in the room later in Uh her room later that night she writes a lot in there yeah she writes um reality is a disappointment but dreams are limitless everyone is perfect love is eternal and happiness is eternal even when the person you love is with you you can have eternal dreams about them i only have my dreams now and my faith in myself everything is in my hands i'll make a strong and happy sanem out of myself and I really liked that mm-hmm. because I, again, I love these moments of strong Sanem. Yes. Because when we meet her, yes, she's naive. Yes, mm-hmm. she's young. But she really is a, a strong woman. Right. And she's very, she wants to be self-sufficient and she wants to be happy. And she's yeah. like, I'm going to make myself happy even yeah. if I can't be with this guy. And right. he's going back to his girlfriend or whatever. Right. Because that's what, obviously what she thinks at that time. Right. She's acknowledging that reality is a disappointment mm-hmm. because as far as she knows, like Paulette and John are at the hut together and mm-hmm. reconciling. So she's basically like, well, all I've got are my dreams and myself and yeah. I'm going to make do with that. Yep. So good for you. Yeah. Good for you, son M. Um, let's see what we had some one of the funny moments that mm-hmm. kind of kept happening was all the stuff with JJ and I yes most and of my he, lols are next to their interactions yeah because he kept trying he kept like trying to touch her uh-huh. and he would be gazing at her with his little eyes uh-huh. and <laughs> there was so much funny or stuff just with like them. trying to say things sideways mm-hmm. to kind of like get a feel for maybe her reaction except everything just goes over her head yeah (laughs) yeah totally doesn't get it and poor jj it's like when she um is this the episode when she tells him 
she's never had a boyfriend mm-hmm. yeah and he's like why would you tell me that what are you thinking that's a, a huge responsibility uh-huh. huge responsibility <laughs> yes and he's been like everything would have to, everything a first boyfriend has to be perfect and has to do this and has uh-huh. to do that and that puts so much pressure on me and all like and she's like what are you talking she's about like, um, she has no idea what he's no nope. even referring to nope. <laughs> yeah so, so if we funny. really want to talk about naive <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Oh, Ihan. Yeah, Ihan misses all the cues from him. All of and them. It is hilarious. It is because he he you see this like momentary like disappointment where he's kind of like, "What?" But then he's like, "Anyways, she's a funny woman." Yeah. And like he'll just <laughs> like picks himself back up and is like, "Guess I just got to try again." I I think that these past few episodes we've really been able to get to know JJ a little bit better mm-hmm. and that's been I think his character is getting a little more fully fleshed out. Yeah. I mean, we still haven't gotten to know Ghoulies super well. We know a little bit about her, but JJ is definitely one. Yeah. Uh, a side character that is progressing and right. he's getting to be a bit of, of more of a rounded character, yeah. which I love. Me too cuz JJ is gold. I love yeah. him. Oh man, he's the best. Um, let's see what I aside from the f- the final scene. I feel like we shouldn't talk about that till the end. No, not yet. But what is your like? I have my Ooh. favorite scene of the whole, or my favorite. I don't. Know, I kept yeah, switching scene. as oh, I was did? watching it. Yes, okay. because I kept going. Oh, I love this scene, and then another scene would happen. And it's like, no, this is my favorite scene. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let me look at my notes, and then I will because. There's there are good ones, and so like I said, aside from the last one, because I feel like the last one would just naturally be like a favorite, right? But I think my favorite thing out of this whole episode was the taste testing in Mevkabe's kitchen. Oh, I, really? Yeah, because that's an unconventional ch- choice, Kristen. It, it is because <laughs> it's not particularly swoony. No. Um. And there are some swoony moments. Right. I but, mean, it's pretty funny, honestly. But yeah, maybe yeah. that's what it is just because it was actually a, a really funny moment uh-huh. that involved both John and Sonem. Like, right. Sonem has funny moments. Mm-hmm. A lot of the funny moments have been Ihan or JJ. But I think mm-hmm. I like this because it involves both John and Sonem. Okay. And I think, too, because they had just had the bandana fight mm-hmm. in the office earlier that day. Right. And Sonam's like, can Which I? to me was the can't breathiest moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so talk about that one and then we'll. Well, he, of course. See, this is what I loved about the moments between the two of them this episode. Mm-hmm. I did think there were some, some fairly swoony moments, but I felt like everything was adorable and funny and sweet with mm-hmm. them during this whole episode. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. So. John, of course, still has the bandana because right. he's a punk. Because then he makes sure she knows that he has it because he has it, like, tied on his wrist. Yeah. And oh, very it's visibly. super obvious. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Son M is getting mad at him. And she's like, that is my bandana and you need to give it back. And he still is saying, the, this isn't your bandana. I found this I on found the coast. I found this on the coast uh-huh. where somebody had left it. And she says, everybody is going to know that it's my bandana. They see it on you. Clearly, it doesn't belong to you. Mm-hmm. I think she even says something about the fact that it's pink. pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and says it's disrespectful to Polen. Like, oh, that's right. Basically, like, and if Polen sees this, like, that's going to be hurtful to her. Uh-huh. So he's like, fine. You want the bandana back? Take it back. And he puts his arm uh-huh. high in the air. And, of course, he's taller than her. So Already. She has to, so she has to reach up. 
and she's looking at him mutinously and is Mm -hmm. very angry that he's asking her to do this Uh and he keeps egging her on and says go ahead take the bandana back if you want it take it so she reaches up and grabs it and unties it which of course Mm -hmm. brings their bodies super close together Uh and they're practically face to face because she's reaching high Uh trying to get the bandana we have nose grazing and Uh touching between the two noses yep yeah more more nose making out I call it yeah their noses make out quite a few times and this whole scene happened because he came and was Uh looking for her he sought her out because she was in the archive room because she was with him and Polen in his office right but she's jealous of Polen and bothered by the fact that she's there Mm -hmm. so Sanem is probably thinking I need to save my own sanity right I need to get the heck out of here Mm -hmm. so she grabs her stuff and makes an excuse that she doesn't have a computer right she can't work in there so she runs away to the archive room so John can't handle not being around Sanem so he goes and chases after her and then flirts with her and Uh makes her (laughs) Mm-hmm. grab the bandana away from her well and not only that he doesn't just follow her down there to flirt with her he brings her a present which is yes. a computer uh-huh so that she doesn't have an excuse to not work in his yep. office so sweet uh-huh so that she can't yeah so she can't run away from him i love and his little smile uh-huh. and he's like he's like so the reason you can't work in my office is because mm-hmm. you don't have a computer do i have that correct uh-huh and- <laughs> And she says, yes, of course. And it was really sweet because she gets all excited when she She sees what it is. She kind of loses herself a little bit, like forgets that she's supposed to be like standoffish. And she's like, a computer for me? She like jumps up. She gives him this big old hug Mm -hmm. and it's just holding him. And he has the biggest smile on his face. He does. He is just so happy he that, was just so adorable this whole mm-hmm. episode he was like, i felt like i couldn't handle john in this I, episode i did write at one point <laughs> where did i write it i wrote something at one point like i just can't with these two yeah and especially his hair this episode and that green shirt on him yes okay the okay i'm glad it wasn't just me i no. was like why is he looking extra tasty this episode i know it, i don't know what it is like, about that shirt holy cow because i love john, john and- bay you are not a snack you are a whole meal he is because i love john in all black that is like my favorite yes he was not wearing a stitch of black this no. episode but that the like light that, green shirt the way it laid oh my on gosh. his uh-huh. muscles and and his <laughs> hair there was he's like sun-kissed so it's like uh-huh. lighter in some and areas like, I, he, maybe he's extra tan right uh-huh. now he is oh my gosh he's like extra tan and his bun is up and his hair's just like loose enough on mm-hmm. top of his head in that swoop, the little swoop that swoop that i love so much that i just want to run my fingers through that every swoop. time i see it <laughs> yeah it was sorry Jambay. guys we're extra thirsty today top apparently notch. <laughs> top notch John Bay in episode 10. Uh-huh. So back to what... Two thumbs up. Yeah. Back to what we were talking about. She's hugging him about this computer. Yeah. And, and, and then that, I think, after their embrace is when she notices the bandana. Well, she also... But I love as she's hugging him, she's like, what am I doing? Yeah. And but she says it out loud. She says it out loud. She means to think it. And uh-huh. John's like, what are we doing? He's like, well, I'm pretty sure that you're hugging me. Yeah, you're you're hugging me. You're definitely <laughs> hugging me. And she's like, did I say that out loud? Mm-hmm. And they kind of like take, you know, they're both kind of just breathing a little heavily, like don't know what to say. And I also love that John uses that this as an opportunity to bring up Levant again somehow. Like, Well, because earlier, um, earlier when she brought him his chai mm-hmm. uh in his office mm-hmm. and he's 
he kind of gives her a hard time. Oh, he's like, oh, we're back to tea again. Yeah, we're he not says, doing are coffee? we on the right path once again? Oh, is our huh. coffee era over? <laughs> and then she is oh, being she's a brat. Snarky, huh? And she says, people can't give up on their old habits as we all saw. I got back to the tea. I'm back to my old habits. You can't give up on certain things, apparently. Yes. And she gives side eye to pull in. <laughs> <laughs> Which I kind of love a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he reads between the lines. Oh, he knows yeah. exactly what she's talking about. He completely does. So, so he, she basically runs away and he chases after her. Mm-hmm. And um, he asks why she brought Paul into the hut. And she explains right. that she was really worried and she didn't know what else to do. Right. And she apologizes. She does. Yes. I do appreciate that she apologizes. Like, I do understand that was your private space. Yeah. And, and he tells her, he mm-hmm. says, that's my, pri- why did you do such a thing? That's my private place. It's a secret place where I hide from everyone. And you know that well. I only took you there. Yeah. So she's the only person he's ever brought to the hut. I love that he makes sure to tell her that too. Like, yeah. And she kind of, she kind of violated that by bringing mm-hmm. Paul in there. And I think she understands that because she That's apologizes. when she apologizes. Uh-huh. And she's like, I'm sorry. You're right. She right. was worried. I was worried. I wasn't thinking in such a rush. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, what rush? When you were rushing back to Levant? Like, yeah. So he keeps trying to get it out of her this whole episode mm-hmm. whether or not she was with Levant that night. Yep. Because she won't give him a straightforward answer. Right. Yep. Because she says, I guess it could be something like that after uh-huh. he asks her. And he's like, so you went with Levant? Is that what you're saying? Uh-huh. And then Pullen, that then that's when Pullen walks in. Again, So yeah, I'm she, sorry. She no, hadn't okay. been in the room previously. Yeah. She inter- Yeah, she interrupted their moment last week. So yeah. it only makes sense that she also interrupted a moment this mm-hmm. week. Um. Let's see. I okay. So all so, this we all of this we I know were we wrapping kinda, up to. It's okay. We, we were all <laughs> we're wrapping all of that so that you could give your moment my, my, of the taste. My favorite moment of the taste <laughs> test, which I feel like we probably still need to say, because they're filming the commercial for this organic juice, mm-hmm. and the as the summary said, the client has very particular tastes. There's vegans and fruititarians and, <laughs> and vegetarians and, and lacto-vegetarians. Lacto yes. And all this like quasi-vegetarians. And JJ, of course, mm-hmm. is in charge of this. And he's like freaking out like, what the heck are all these things? I'm just going to feed them rocks. Like he – it's actually a really funny moment because he's it like is. waking out. And Duren's like – or not Duren. Ghoulies is like, okay, JJ, calm down. We'll figure this out. Well, basically it winds up. Layla's like, I know. We'll have Osman – cater because he's made my vegan he's made all those vegan meatballs blah right. blah blah so he and uh Niha and Muzo and Ihan basically all end up deciding to help mm-hmm. um cater for this yeah. event and Mev Kabe um winds up making the appetizers because I soon was trying to help by making appetizers and we all know how those two hate each other yes and Mev Kabe's like oh heck no like my appetizers are better I'm gonna make them and blah 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 so to prove that she's the better appetizer maker she told Zanem that she needed to call someone impartial and authorized to taste test all the food yeah and it turns out that that person that is, she called is John is John now I need to make a point here Earlier in the episode, uh-huh. Polen mentions to John, um, I'm going to stop by and see my mom later today. You should come. And mm-hmm. he kind of like gives her this look like, yeah, I'm not going to your mom's. Yeah. And she's like, or maybe you don't come. It's fine. I'll just go see her myself. Yeah. So he is. You can tell that he doesn't want to go. No. So 
he doesn't want to go see Polen's mom, who, you know, he's known Polen forever. They uh-huh. were together for three years. Yeah. But the second Sanem's mom calls and needs a taste tester. He is in a rush. Oh, and yeah, he's not just there. He like, he knocks on the door. Sanem ends up answering and he's like, Sanem, <laughs> what's going on? Your mom told me she had something urgent for me to taste. And he like rushes in. He already like changes his he shoes. He chucks his shoes off at the door, grabs his slippers. slippers. Yep. And she's looking at him like, since when are you so familiar with my home? Uh-huh. <laughs> He like rushes into the kitchen and he's like, I'm here, I'm here. I love how proudly he announces, I got, I was putting my slippers on. Yes. Like he's like, I've got my slippers on, I'm ready. <laughs> and I love that Nihat and Mevka Bear are both like, oh, Jombe, thank you for uh-huh. coming. And she basically says like, hey, we're going to need you to taste test these. Mm-hmm. You know, these were prepared by someone. Um, I prepared some, someone else prepared this. And I love how he goes, oh, well, it wouldn't really be fair because I recognize your dishes. Mm-hmm. So I know this is the ones that you made. So that's when they decide he needs to be blindfolded. Right. Um, but and I also meanwhile, love- meanwhile, Mev Kabe is totally preening and she's all, oh, yeah. she's all proud. She's so proud. <laughs> Niha, I love is like, well, I have to, uh, you know, John Bay, I wish I could stay, but mm-hmm. I have to go get prepared for the catering tomorrow. Yeah. And John's like, oh yeah, go, of course. But just one thing, please. Please just call me John. And Nihat's like, oh, okay. And, he's, and I love it because he can't bring himself to do it. And no. he says, okay, well, I'll see you later, my son, John Bay. <laughs> and John's kind of like, okay, we'll okay, work on fine. that. Like, <laughs> we'll work on that. Um, so because now he needs to be blindfolded so he uh-huh. doesn't know what he's tasting. Yeah. Mevkebe's like, son M, tie that bandana from your wrist around <laughs> his head. <laughs> so once again, the bandana is back on John. Yep. Which I just thought was really funny. Oh, yeah. She worked so hard to get it back. and It was a great turning of the uh-huh. tables. And, you know, so, of course, Mephibay's like, you brightened our house like the sun. All this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. feeding his ego. And then is like, okay, time to feed him. Puts the bandana on. And then we go through this whole montage of him tasting all the foods. And initial when I was done, I actually rewound and watched it again. Mm-hmm. Because I was kind of like... Okay, did he actually pick out all of Mevkabe's because it really was better to him? Mm-hmm. Or was Sanem like, did Sanem like tell him? Mm. So I rewound, mm-hmm. at least with the first one, she told him. So I rewound. <gasps> she did. Uh-huh. Because I was like, that's just really funny. I mean, I know he's tasted her food before, but not that often yet right. where he would really be able to like pick it up, uh, pick it uh-huh. out of a lineup. And, you know, Layla at the end is like, mom, five to zero, you win. So he picked everything out correctly. Yeah. And all of her food won the taste test. Yeah. And so with the first one, Sanem uh, gives him a spoonful and he kind of waxes poetic like, oh, it's delicious. It's this. It's that. Mm-hmm. So when she feeds him the second spoonful, as she's turning away, she whispers, this one's better, like to oh. him. So he knows to pick out. Mevkabase. I totally missed that. So I was like, oh, so I wonder if they had a system after that where Mevkabase was just always the second one or something right. like that. But yeah. so or, or she gave him some kind of a signal. Yes. Uh-huh. So I just thought that was funny because I did not catch that the first two times. Me either. Um, I didn't catch mm-hmm. it. Because I was like, that is weird. How did he pick hers out? So I just thought it was cute. That's really like, cute. They had like a little system between the two of them. Yeah. Where he, he had 100% assurance that he would pick out yeah. hers. So when it's all done, Mevkebe is thrilled. She's so happy. She's like, this is the food that's going to be there tomorrow. And John's like, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and then he says, "Um, can I take something as a remembrance of today? And, bef- and she's like, of course. And he's like, oh, good. I'll just take this bandana here. 
<laughs> See? Punk. Little <laughs> punk John. He's my favorite. It's so funny. But here's the <gasps> thing. She's all mad about it. She's all huffy because yeah. Mefka Bay's like, walk him to the door, say goodbye. Yeah. And then he turns around just like a couple episodes ago and she, and says, did you still want to go to the coast? Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh-huh. And <laughs> willingly goes to the coast yeah. with him. Although that – okay. And that's another mm-hmm. great conversation uh-huh. that they have. Yes. Talk and about it. I was – I kept getting sick of writing stuff down, so I – Re- I resorted to screenshotting a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's, that's what so, I was going to tell you oh, earlier. That's smart. Because I was like, you know what? Forget this. I'm not going to write down every single one of these lines. That's I'm what I should be doing. It. Because there's so many times I feel like the conversations we need to actually yes. repeat them verbatim, not uh-huh. to summarize them. But yeah, my hand hurts after a while because I'll have pages mm-hmm. of notes of just their conversations. Exactly. Okay, so she. Okay, sorry. I just opened. I opened up my pictures, and there's this really good meme that somebody posted in a Facebook group, mm-hmm. and it's a Mister. It's a Pride and Prejudice meme, mm-hmm. and it has Mister Darcy writing at his desk, uh-huh. and it says, <laughs> "It says, dear diary, I lied. She's totally handsome enough to tempt me." <laughs> so I saved it. <laughs> Okay, sorry. (laughs) Woo. Oh, so good. (laughs) I need to send that one to my sisters. Okay. (laughs) Back to the coast. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I need to make sure. (laughs) Okay. So he says, all right, we're back in the crime scene. Yes, we are. Exactly we are. Whatever happened, happened, she says. You explained – he says, you explained yourself, said everything out – you said you didn't want me. Mm-hmm. You gave. You said you didn't want me too. You gave me my answer. Yes, I did. I don't want you, Sunem says with a defiant look on her face. Little liar. Why do you want everyone to want you? You try so hard to get everyone to like <laughs> you, but I don't like you. Why are you so obsessed about that this? That totally makes me think of Mean Girls when the, when she's like, "Why are you so obsessed with me?" Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, and that's totally. She's being such a petulant little she child is. in this scene, and he. <laughs> The look on his face. <laughs> I try so hard to get everyone to like me. Is that what I want? Yes. You want everyone to like you. I want everyone to like me. And he's talking so fast. Uh-huh. Everyone, everyone. Show me what you mean with everyone. Where are they? His arms are all spread out. Because there's like nobody else around them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where is everyone? Show me. Show me. I can't see them. <laughs> what do you mean with everyone? She says, fine, fine. Not everyone here. But only I don't like you. <laughs> So what? He says, I got that. I got that so, so well. I did. I did. But you, and he pauses and he goes, uh-huh. why are you jealous of Pauline? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. He gets this look on his face. He's so confident. Mm-hmm. He's so cocky looking at her like, look, you can say all of this uh-huh. stuff about me wanting everyone to like me, but you're jealous of Pauline. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, oh so good. And then she says, no, I think you got it all wrong. I'm not jealous at all. And I'm not. In fact, I wanted you to make up. Right. You already did. That's right. And then he actually gets irritated mm-hmm. because he says, we didn't, son M. We didn't make up. I told you so many times we didn't and we won't. What What are you saying, son M? And she says, I'm saying that Pauline is a very beautiful woman. She mm-hmm. is a perfect woman. You making up would make me happy, I say. <laughs> and he's. Getting so frustrated. He says, you're the most, you're really, 
the most interesting woman I've ever seen. The most interesting woman ever. Is that so? She says, yes. And are you being like this to Levant as well? Are you like this with him? Is this the whole package? Or are you like this to Levant like, as well? Does he see all your crazy? Yeah. Does Levant, do you show Levant you're crazy? He says, what you say is never coherent with other things you say. And your actions don't match with your previous ones. You're really so odd. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He's not. So then she gets mad. Right. So he's like, you're jealous of Plan. Well, she says, why are you obsessed with, so obsessed with Levon? Uh-huh. He says, yes, I am obsessed with him. I can I can do it. It's my job to be so. Of course I'm obsessed. What happened that night? So finally, <laughs> he like breaks. He like explodes. <laughs> he has to know what the heck happened uh-huh. when they left. Because he says, I keep thinking about what might have happened that night. I told you Levant wasn't the albatross. Do you think he could be the albatross? And she's being a brat. So mm-hmm. she says, I think he is the albatross. In fact, I want to fly away with him. <laughs> There's such little brats. I know. So he goes, and in in stride, he says, "Then do it." Oh. <laughs> and then isn't the, did they kind of separate after that? Like, yeah. Where he's be- like, "I'm leaving." And it was the whole scene. That's why I screenshotted oh the whole gosh. thing because it's so good. He says, "I wouldn't hold you back. Fly with him. Fly away." <laughs> like Harzafen did. I, that must be yeah. a Turkish reference. Fly away, like with Levant. And then she said, he says, then I shouldn't, oh, she says, then I shouldn't hold you back as well. Don't keep Polen waiting. Uh-huh. I'm so sick here. I'm leaving. Don't even bother, dear. I'll leave. You stay here. No, no, I'm going seriously. Why don't you, <laughs> why don't you get back to normal? He says, why don't you get back to normal first? And then I hope we'll, I'll see you once you're actually back to normal. Then we'll talk. Like basically calm down and uh-huh. that's when we'll talk. Yeah. yeah. He's like, when you, yeah, when you go, go back to normal, we'll talk. <laughs> so she's like fine i'll go this way and he goes i'll go this way and, they, and then she sneezes and he's like bless you thank you yeah. <laughs> i was oh just cracking up i must have watched that scene three separate times it's because so i was dying oh man i think that might be my favorite scene of the episode so over the top yeah they're so ridiculous but both of them Oh, you're just like you dummies like you love each other you I, want each other but you know it's and like, you're both showing it to you're each both other showing in it, so but many then ways also you're not like you have yeah. yet to tell him you did not spend the evening with levant uh-huh. he has yet to tell her that polen and he did not stay the night at the hut like no he did tell her that well he didn't tell her that yet that doesn't happen uh, no that doesn't happen until um that doesn't happen until the commercial. Oh, you're right. He scolds I her he for. Told her at the beginning. He scolds her for bringing him there and says, "I've only," mm-hmm. or for bringing her there and says, "I've only brought you there." Okay. But he does not say what happened after that. Okay. So as far as they both know, they spent the night with the. You know, he spent Bunch the night of with punks. I know. I know. <laughs> so, you know. Oh my gosh. I think that the reason I enjoyed this episode so much is because. It feels like those moments if you're reading a book mm-hmm. and you're getting those moments where you're almost to when the couple's going to get together uh-huh. and you can see that they both are into the other one. Right. But there's just these last few steps missing. Right. So it's almost that kind of slow burn. Uh-huh. And that's probably why I love this show so much yeah. because it's basically – a two over two hour long slow burn uh-huh. every single week. It's true, and 
it's like we're almost there. We're almost uh-huh. there. We're almost there. And I feel like this is really almost the top of the right. the mountain of the climax for that. Yeah. For their relationship. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, because, you know, the basically we've entered into the last 40 minutes or so where mm-hmm. it's, they're at the commercial shoot the next mm-hmm. day. Everything this episode's been leading up to. They've been talking about this commercial the whole yes. time for, you know, Levant's part of the company because he runs all the organic side. It's funny because Levant never shows up in this episode, even though he's mentioned so much. Right. You would think he would be at the shoot. Right. But he's not at all. But he's not. Yeah. And, which, you know, that's fine. Don't like, I don't like him. Well, and that would have added too much, I think, to Mm -hmm. the dynamic of the whole um, commercial shoot. It's true. Um, You know, so we've got, they're setting everything up and it's kind of a mixture of both worlds now because... Mm -hmm. Osman, her dad, Muzo, and Ihan are all catering. Mm-hmm. And she's also with her work people. So Sunem's got some worlds colliding a little bit. But sorry. Mm-hmm. Um now Nihat doesn't go to the shoot though, right? He's the only one not there. Oh, you're right. Because Muzo's there, Ihan's there. It's just Muzo, Ihan, and Osman. Okay. But Nihat was supposed to help. So that's but maybe it was just the preparation. Yeah, maybe just he the preparation. Up, You're right. Since Mevkabe so graciously gave him back the store. Yeah, so and she made all the appetizers. Kept him. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Um, no, I just wanted to make sure I was. Yeah, no, forgetting. you're right. Okay. You're right. Um, and also because Osman's showing up uh-huh. at the office the day before, Layla kind of, you know, quote, like, let it slip that oh, you guys haven't heard. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sanem and Osman broke up because everyone's like, oh, your fiance's coming. And at this point, only JJ knows that they're yeah. not together uh-huh. and that it was actually fake. Yeah. But he's the only one that actually knows they're not together. Everyone yeah. else still thinks, well, John knows too, but we don't. But that's a secret. Yes. John knows because he overheard. Yeah. So basically, Layla's like, oh, you guys didn't hear. Osman and um, Sanem broke up, like, blah, blah, blah. So they kind of paint this whole picture. And they're sure to tell Ghoulies. And they're sure to tell Ghoulies because then she'll spread it all over the uh-huh. office, which she did. And she, when she John. She makes an announcement. She makes the announcement. Everyone's clapping. Yeah. <laughs> and JJ's like, don't worry. They clap for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. I love that JJ's like, they clap if you're together and they clap if you break up. Uh-huh. Don't worry. Don't Everybody worry. claps. Everybody claps. <laughs> so, of course, when John and Paulette are leaving his office, mm-hmm. it, he's like, what's everyone over there talking about? And Kulis is like, oh, Osman and Sanem broke up. Like, she's not with her fiance anymore. And Paulette's like, whoa, Sanem had a fiance? <laughs> and Levant? Like, dang, good for her. Like, yeah. she's almost a little impressed. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's like, quick mover, that one. Yeah. <laughs> So it was just a funny moment. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we're at the commercial shoot. And I love when John arrives and Sanem's, you know, basically like, oh, hello, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, so we're feeling better, are we? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> so we're back to normal. This is how it's going to be today, is yeah. it? Like trying to gauge like, okay, you're not going to be crazy today. Yes. Except he wants to mess with her. And the director's like, hey, we need to check the lights. And John's like, oh. I got this. Don't worry. Gets on the loudspeaker and he's like, Sanem, Sanem. And she kind of turns and looks and he's like, I need you to go sit in that chair there. We need to check the lights. And she kind of is like, um, John Bay, I don't think that's a very good idea. I think I should just be working. He's like, no, no, your outfit's great. You look fine. Go sit down. And he totally overrides the director. The mm-hmm. director's just sitting there the, while yeah. John 
Because it's up to these shenanigans. Uh huh. And he's like, look to the right, lean back, look up, <laughs> look smile, to the left. relax. Okay, back to the right. Uh-huh. No, your other right. Yeah. <laughs> and she's doing all this stuff like, have a smile on your face while you're doing that. Oh, how are the lights? How are the lights? And at this point, the director's like, yeah, the lights are fine. Uh-huh. Like, and John just keeps going with it because yeah. he's loving watching her on the oh, monitors listen to his every direction. <laughs> Yeah, and, and he's on the loudspeaker. And he's saying it all on the loudspeaker <laughs> so everyone can see and hear. And at one, and then finally JJ like walks on uh-huh. to the set where she is and he's like, what are you doing? Like, they're getting ready to shoot. Well, because John told her not to move. Right. And that's when it clicks on her, clicks in her head like, oh, he was messing with he's me. Messing with She's her. like, you mean he was messing with me? And she like gets all indignant and storms <laughs> off with JJ. But his, the looks on his face... As he's like watching her in the monitor, he's like so entertained. Yeah, and he just thinks she's adorable. His devious and, like, little smirk uh-huh. too. Yes, he's so pleased with himself. He's, that's exactly what it is. He's so <laughs> pleased with himself. I oh felt my like gosh. he had that look on his face so many times uh-huh. during this episode. Uh-huh. Oh, my favorite. So they get going Ooh. with the commercial, which is a disaster because the actor is terrible or he just hates the way the juice tastes yeah something yeah it's like because he can't just take a drink and smile no he's like (laughs) it's almost like it looks like he's drinking straight lemon juice yeah like his mouth shudders and he like puckers and like he just can't do it yeah so they keep having to do retake after retake (laughs) and it's funny you know what happens when you eat too much fruit or have too much juice yeah so at some point so it's chaos you know just when they're finally um when they're finally getting somewhere you know because Ghoulies is actually one of the actors in the commercial which Mm -hmm. was actually i have to take note was a smart move on eileen's part and you know far be it for me to give that girl credit Mm -hmm. but because eileen is involved because if you remember from episode nine she had a small involvement with levant's organic um side of the company and basically she um, negotiated with john to stay on with that so that yeah um, she was giving them a bigger job that she couldn't handle so that she could stay on with this small one. So she's there, of course, causing trouble because Duren hates her and the I, two of them are butting heads. And I have to say, though, that she wasn't the least bit cringy to me this episode yeah. or stabby because all her stuff with Duren I thought was just really funny. It was. And, you know, and to that point, when Eileen is the one that's supposed to pick out the actress for – the to be the waitress and she's looking through the book of actresses and basically turns to Gulies and is like Gulies, didn't you when i worked here you wanted to be an actress is that still true Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah it is and she's like well then you be you know you be the waitress in the thing and Gulies is so excited she's like oh my gosh thank you so much like i'll do a great job you won't regret it and eileen basically looks at duran and is like um i wrote it down let me find it because i was like man eileen that was good you know, she basically says, here's a free lesson. You know, you will motivate your employees a lot more if you basically throw them a bone every now and again. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's true because. And she believed in Ghoulies mm-hmm. and Duran didn't. Right. And Duran showed that even during the shoot. Yep. When just for the first take, Ghoulies was nervous. Right. And her hand was shaky. Yep. So, yeah, Eileen wasn't cringy. She actually, it was like, you know, she had good ideas. Even what was funny when she said, Hey, I think when he's drinking the juice, the label should be facing out so you yeah. can see the company and the uh-huh. name of the juice, which I she sort has of a point. figured, duh. But both John and Duran are like, oh, well, we're trying to take this a different direction and not be so obvious. 
and I don't know what the point of that was because I was right. like, actually, Eileen is right. If I that was my company, I'd be like, no, show them the dang label so they know what to look for in the store. Exactly. Um. So yeah, it's weird. I couldn't really hate Eileen this episode. Right. She yeah. was all about work. Yeah. And it and showed. that it was a pretty golden moment too when she and Duran fought over the shirt and then yes. JJ yelled at them because they end up ripping the shirt because they're <laughs> he's like up I made that shirt. Oh, I like that he calls You're... them you nasties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you nasties look what you've done now yeah and you need to behave correctly oh, <laughs> oh man it's all mad i feel like it was a funny episode it really was so the commercial is a disaster yeah the director's like Boy. please tell the actor to smile and he needs to do a good job jj walks up and he's like listen we're paying you a lot so you need to <laughs> you need to act well <laughs> like, like you need to smile and like this juice <laughs> and he reports back to sun m he's yeah. like, i i warned him <laughs> very professionally <laughs> i warned him <laughs> well uh well the guy sucks the guy just sucks and then he gets diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> which okay we have to talk about that okay wait before that though they take a lunch break because this actor is just doing horrible morale is down so yeah. john's like all right let's take a lunch break everyone <laughs> loves osman's catering um my boy yeah he got he got a this was a great episode for for osman uh-huh. yeah but I love that because Sanem's telling him, like, oh, Osman, thank you for doing this. Like, mm-hmm. everyone – because, again, they've, they're childhood friends. Right. And they, they're walking with their arms around yes, each other. He, you know, because she's just praising – singing his praises. Yeah. Like, everyone loved it. You're going to get so many jobs from this. Yeah, like, this she's is all so proud awesome. of him. She's proud of him. And he's, you know, he's being big brotherly and puts his arm around mm-hmm. her and is chatting with her. Well, oh, boy, John sees from his little lunch table with Polen – that in her bra and skirt Uh yes can we talk about the most ridiculous and completely unrealistic outfit that she walks onto set in because they give her the babe walk music they do and i got really irritated they give her the the john divot music i didn't realize that the first time i'm like yeah why does she get to walk into his theme song well that's and that's the that's the music they do every time somebody does a babe walk, as I like to call them. Oh. I They did it for Ihan. They do it for – I don't think they did it for um, – maybe they do do it for Sunem. For sure for John. But, yeah, they give her that same music because yeah. she's walking in and all the guys are looking in her direction. Yes. And I put angry eyes next to Because, <laughs> seriously, you're coming oh. to an outdoor set where it's warm all day. Like, everyone's in jeans and sneakers and things like that. And you're in this freaking miniskirt. Yeah. Yeah. With the full face of makeup. With a full face of makeup. These stupid sunglasses. This teeny tiny top on. Whatever. Which, hey, like, wear what you want, but it just seems so impractical yeah. for the situation. Like, well, you're clearly trying to draw attention to yourself. And then the first thing she notices when she gets there is that Sanem is there. Mm-hmm. And she, for whatever reason, isn't happy about that. Right. And she asks John, oh, Sanem is here? He's like, yeah, she's an invaluable part of the crew. Yeah. She has to be here. Yeah. She's an employee. <laughs> exactly. As, you know, yeah. Yeah. And she basically is like, oh, I just figured with how low of an employee she was that yes. she wouldn't be here. Like, she's trying to point out, ugh. Yeah. So, I guess to to digress a little mm-hmm. Polen was my stabbiest <laughs> just, of the entire yeah. episode because just her in general because yep. now she's being nasty yes and now she's not a sympathetic character now no. she's not someone you can even relate with she's she, being manipulative yeah she's being a she's being a sore loser she you're exactly right what she's <gasps> being. that's a great mm-hmm. way to put it yep 
She is like, being a sore honey, loser. Be graceful. Cut your losses. Because she decides to stay longer. Uh-huh. Keep your pride. Uh-huh. And leave. But she doesn't. No. And and in, and even though she's not making any progress, right. she still seems very determined. And I think with her statement about like, oh, well, she's just a lowly, you know, employee. That yeah. Clearly now you've made your opinion, your true opinion of her known. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that she just can't stand to lose to quote someone like Sonam, this yeah. simpleton, basically. Uh huh. Yeah, because yeah. you know how she described the what woman, she thought. what she thought the woman was like, yep. and it Sonam's the opposite of all of that. Yep. And yeah, so I think it's oh wounded her pride that mm-hmm. you know, okay, fine, if I could lose out to some scholarly whatever, right? But not to her. Yeah. And ugh. so yeah, her true colors are showing, and they're yep. not pretty. Nope. Um. But yeah, so John notices, makes sure he hops on up from the table and is like, squeezes himself between the two of them and is like, yes, Osman, good job. Your food was great and kind of like separates him and Sonam because even though he knows they're not together, right. he doesn't know that it was a fake engagement. So as far yeah. as he knows, it's like, oh, that's her and her ex-fiance getting all cozy. Yep. Which, again, supports your irritation with, and mine, with how he's letting pull and be with him yeah but he can't but he handle can't it stand to see uh-huh. her half hug right her ex-fiance who's been her childhood friend her exactly. entire life yeah so and little- that's and that is such a platonic embrace that they have right when you know Polen is basically draping herself all uh-huh. over john yeah so it's a double standard it is and unfortunately john is encouraging it and yeah. i don't like it so at some point, though, then it winds up just him and Sonem talking. And I said, finally, they both tell the truth. Yeah. About, because he somehow finds a way to bring up Levant again. I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. how. But she basically says, um, as soon as you left, I got a cab. I did not even get in the car with him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you did? And then he says, well, you know, I... We went straight home as soon as you left the hut. I cleaned up and we went back to the house. Yeah. So they both finally admit. Yeah. That neither of them spent the evening. Yeah. With the people that they thought they did. And it's finally. like. Finally. And then of course as they're talking. It's like this realization's dawning on them. And they both kind of have these like goofy smiles mm-hmm. on their face. Because if you remember when he says. Oh I didn't. You know. I know Pauline and I are over. I've said this, you know, we didn't even stay the night at the hut. We mm-hmm. went home and she's like, oh, um, she's like, oh, she kind of turns her head and she's like, I'm so relieved. And then kind of realizes, yeah. oh, crap, I said that out loud. And she's like, I mean, relieved for you. Long distance relationships are hard. <laughs> it, but it's like he heard it. He already knows what she said. Yes. So both of them, I said, they're a couple of lovesick idiots because they're now just kind of staring and they smiling are. and their heads are just kind of turning and they're standing really close. Uh-huh. And I said, I cannot handle all the closeness and doofy smiles on their relieved faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I love them. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and then JJ <laughs> runs up and it's like, oh no. He's like. I don't remember what he says he goes, right here. He runs up. Well, it pans over um, because – 
the moments kind of the moment between John and Sanem is interrupted because Layla, Layla and Emery arrive on set. That's right. Because they decided to visit set because neither of them ever have because they right. work more in the finance well, stuff. Well, and then Emery gets a text from Eileen saying, yes. I wish you were here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they show up. That kind of breaks the moment up. Uh-huh. Like she's like, oh, Layla, you're here. Come, come try all of Osman's and food. And they're staring and- deeply. It was That was another uh-huh. moment where they're staring deeply into each other's yes, eyes. And I'm sitting there wondering how in the heck people aren't noticing this. I know. And how. <laughs> again They're how so obvious. how the heck demet handles all of that like ooh. okay so i don't i don't remember it had to be this episode i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the scene in the office okay was it that scene holy crap i can't even remember there was a scene mm-hmm. oh no never mind it's the last one. It's okay. the last scene. Well, we're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> I know. That's what I like. I don't – it's such a good one. I didn't want to – usually we'll bring up the last scene before we get there, but it's so good. I want to save it. Yeah. Yeah. So Emery and Layla arriving breaks up that moment. So, yes. of course, they can't kiss or anything that we want them to do because right. it gets broken up. Right. So then we pan over to Darren and uh, Eileen. Uh-huh. They're talking about the commercial, whatever. Yeah. JJ runs up to them and he's like, Darren, Darren. Is, is the is the actor's intestines also my responsibility? And she's like, what? What? Why are you asking me this? He's like, he got, he got diarrhea. He drank so much organic juice and now he can't help it. He goes, I heard it. It's so awful. It makes awful noises. <laughs> And Durant's like, stop, stop. Why are you telling me this? Oh, my gosh. And she's like, great. Now what are we going to do? We need to find another actor. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as an excuse, JJ's like, oh, I'll ask Ihan. Ihan will fix it. Any reason I-Han to talk to Ihan. And Eileen and Durant are looking at each other. Who's Ihan? Who the heck is Ihan? Durant says, is she on your team? <laughs> so he goes and gets Ihan. And she... She's like, oh, hi, I'm Ihan. I'm JJ's life coach. And then both the girls are like, okay. She's like, so, you know, it shouldn't be that hard to find another actor. And as they're turning around, Osman's taking a there nice drink is. in all his in glory. all his glory. All his beautiful, sweet baby angel glory. He's drinking from the juice bottle uh-huh. and doesn't seem to be bothered by the juice. No. So Ihan's like, hey, I think we found our actor. And, of course, the other two girls are, like, drooling over uh-huh. him because he's Osman. Now, can I just say, obviously, John is working at this episode, okay? Yes. But Osman was working at this episode. Uh-huh. And even in the, the scene with the commercial, I was like, JJ looks so handsome mm-hmm. in this scene. While he's there with something about that shirt, mm-hmm. like his his outfit at the shoot and the way that his hair was, I was like, JJ looks so nice. Mm-hmm. He looks super handsome in this episode. Um, but yeah, Os- Osman was killing it too. Mm-hmm. The, when he was in the butcher shop and he's all irritated. And he's like, and mad. He's and like I, tenderizing <laughs> the meat. Because he's, he's mad. I put irritated Osman. Osman off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There's something about a smoldering butcher. <laughs> yeah. Yep. An angsty, smoldering, uh-huh. irritated butcher. I wasn't minding it at all. Nope. So, anyway. So they find their so actor. Osman saves the day. He saves the day because what do you know? In one take, uh-huh. the commercial's done. The director looks at, you know, watches the playback and he's like, oh, 
we're done. Uh-huh. We got it. And everyone's like cheering and it's great. So everything's done and over. Mm-hmm. They're cleaning up. Paula ends like, okay, does that mean we get to leave now? And John's like, well, I have to stay till the crew's done cleaning up, which is such a lie. Uh-huh. He just wants to stay. He's like, why don't you go? Mm-hmm. You go. And he passes her off with Emre. Which this bugged me because Emre's like, well, I'm leaving right now and I can take you. Well, he just has that little sports car that's a two-seater. Right. Like, okay, jerk. You drove Layla there. And now yeah. you're taking Polen and Layla's like, oh, are we leaving? And he's like, oh, well, I've got Polen. You can take the shuttle back with the other employees. Yeah. That made me so yeah. mad. Like, okay, I, you know, it's been made clear Emily's Layla has like. jerk. I know. And it's been made clear Layla has a little crush on him. It's, right. you know, the way she looks at him stuff. Even that aside, uh-huh. she is your valued employee that you like to tell her so often. And that you drove over there and in the first place. you drove her over there in the first place. And now you're just casting her off like, oh, you can just go in the shuttle with the other employees. Yeah. It, Bugged me after making so her special white tea badly and, and yes. being all, Oh, you've never been? Then why don't I take mm-hmm. you over there? Yep. Yeah. Stupid Emery. Yeah. It really bothered me. Um, because yeah, you're right. It just showed off his selfish side yet mm-hmm. again. Like, yep. so, anyways, um, so that bugged me. So, John, you know, has to stay. I wrote, John has to stay in quotes mm-hmm. until the crew cleans up. Bye, Polen. <laughs> and then peace out. Uh huh. So, I think with all this newfound information, the fact that not only has John confirmed that he and Polen are not together and will not be together, but that they didn't even spend the night together at the hut. Yeah. And he makes it clear. I told you, I only brought you there. I have only spent time with you there. Yeah. Um, I loved that. And mm-hmm. so I think she's a little bit like, oh, crap. I need to think now. Yeah. Because – Maybe he really does like me back. Because, you know, she's been back and forth on, I keep thinking it's possible that he could like me back, but right. then I realize he doesn't. Like, he right. has Polen. He has this. So. She even says that to Ihan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And so, so I. So she takes some alone time. She takes some alone time and she wants to go pick um some flowers. For but, her perfume. Uh-huh. But, but who follows her? her? <laughs> she turns around, <laughs> screams, because she apparently can't not be surprised by John in the woods. Well, he when... creeps up on her. He sneaks up on her and he's but even, looking uh-huh. at her. I mean, he's not being super sneaky. No. But, I mean, oh my gosh. Again, this was another scene where he was just being absolutely adorable. Uh-huh. And she gets all scared that mm-hmm. he's there. Um, I don't, I don't know if you wrote any of this down. I did. Okay. I was looking for something else that I noted, but I can't find it now. Okay. I'm going to be annoyed with myself, but oh well. Um, yeah. So she turns around, freaks out. Yeah. She's like, John Bay, what are you doing there? And he says, oh, I just wanted to check on you since you were walking alone. Uh-huh. She goes, I'm picking flowers for perfume. Yes. Hmm. You do it well. I'll wait for you to finish. We can walk back together. Um, I may take a long time. Oh, here it is. Right here. This is the best line in the whole dang episode because oh, yeah. he says, uh-huh. I can wait for you. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Yep. I can wait for I you. Wait. And come on. You know he's yep. not just talking about waiting nope. for her to pick flowers. There's absolutely double meaning in yes. him saying that. And yeah. that's what I was looking for. Yeah. And then, oh, <laughs> like my heart. And she's like, but I want to be alone. Yeah. And – so he he does he i love it because he's like well he kind of tries to find an excuse to say he's kind of being like goofy and like a little embarrassed like well there's a beehive here and you didn't even let me check it and yeah he's like he's well because i doesn't 
before then, doesn't he say, "There's look at this beehive uh-huh. here. I'll just stand here and look at this beehive. Uh-huh. I wanted to check it out. Uh-huh. But when she's like, well, I wanted to be alone, he's like, but you didn't even let me check the beehive. And he's yeah. like, well, stay away from it. There's bees in there, okay? Yeah. And like kind of walks back off, gets in his truck to leave. Flashes he's, back. Yeah, he's, uh-huh, thinking about all these times of Sunem. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, and then we cut to, after the flashbacks, we cut to Sunem. Now she's got her bundle of flowers. She's walking along the beach shoreline. Right. And um, she, again, is thinking. Yes. And, you know, these thoughts. It's just so funny because, well, funny's not the right word. I just love that Aisha, our writer, mm-hmm. is, you can just tell she has the big picture all planned out. Yeah. And... She, man, she just pays attention to these small details, like all these, um, all these things that are so metaphorical and double meaning. And I think that's what makes it so, so good. Yeah. Is these things like that. Like him simply just saying like, I'll wait for you no matter how long it takes yep. when she's picking flowers. Like, but it's so clear that's not just what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He's meaning like, I will wait for you. Like, I know you're... Like, obviously, you're struggling with this and you don't know what to do with your feelings, but I'll I'll wait until you figure it out. I'm yeah. here. And I just love all these pa- pictures that she basically paints for you with Sonam's writing and her thoughts. Uh-huh. Because, you know, she's, she's thinking as she's walking. Yeah. If a flower is picked at the earliest hours of the morning, then it leaves its hidden magical scent out. Maybe everything has the right time. Uh-huh. Maybe I have to learn to be happy with my loneliness and grow up like a flower. Then she walks into the water, and of course, who follows her into the water? Now, what episode was it that she imagined? Because there was a point where she's in the water, and doesn't she think he's in the water? I don't believe that's happened yet. Oh, it hasn't? See, I thought this was something that happened. Hmm. No. Okay. It hasn't. That hasn't happened yet. Okay. All right. Well, then I guess I won't go further with that. Yeah. Um, But- Basically, he's in there after he dives in the water before she can see him. So he just kind of pops up from underwater in front of her. And she's like, Jambe? Yoke, yoke. You're not real. You're not real. Like she doesn't – she thinks she's hallucinating him. Uh And he runs to chase her. They say a few things, but it's actually not translated. So I don't know what was said. Um, Between the two of them? When he – after she says, yoke, yoke, you're not real – she kind of yells something and starts to run away. He yells something. Well, because she, yeah, because she screams and she's, she says, oh, no, you are real. Oh, my gosh. And then so she, she panics and she and takes off and he's, he basically tells her, wait, wait. Okay. So see, it's, the ver- it's not. See, probably because you watched a different important. version, but yeah, I finished on the other translation oh. and they didn't even translate that part. So I was kind of like, oh, he, they okay. don't start again until he grabs her and uh-huh. then says, um, I'm as real as you are. You're not mad at me, are you? Uh-huh. And she says, what are we doing now, Jambe? Because mind you, he's holding her by the waist. They're very, very close yeah, in he, the water. He grabbed her. He, he looks like he's about to lay one on her. He's like ready to devour her. Mm-hmm. And he says, I actually don't know what we're doing. But he says it with this like innocent, smiley, excited, like sm- I don't even know the look, how you describe uh-huh. that look. But he, he's just like, I don't know what we're doing, but here I am. Mm-hmm. And then she says, I mean, I told you I wanted to be alone. Why did you come? And he says, why do you want to be alone? To think for a bit, to understand. 
And he says, you shouldn't be alone alone. We should be alone together. Yeah. And sweet, mischievous <laughs> smile. And then he says, would you like to be alone with me? And then I put, their noses are making out again. Uh-huh. Their foreheads are basically touching. Their noses are completely like crossing paths. And he asks her that question. And then, of course, the episode ends. And I put, I cannot oive the heat. Oh, my gosh. Like... So that moment, um, right at the end there, they, with how close they are Mm -hmm. and the very palpable chemistry that they always have together, there, I'm telling you, there was a moment where she almost accidentally went in for For a kiss. kiss. It was probably Demet, not Zanette. Well, exactly. Uh I was, that's exactly what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. I would, because, because was another moment. Uh-huh. The second he grabs her, I'm going because <gasps> uh-huh. you you have this intake of breath because oh you gosh. have to because you, you have need, to you you need breath at that uh-huh. moment and they're right there and you're of course as the viewer you're willing them to kiss uh-huh. because you're like you guys need to finally freaking kiss. Yep. And she, I swear, I swear, she. <laughs> leaned in like she was gonna go Uh for it and then caught herself Uh probably thinking no we're not supposed to kiss in this scene i Uh can't kiss Uh (laughs) but so even his you know Uh energy yeah and his uh magnetism yes magnetism is the word was like a moth to a flame uh-huh. and was just gonna go right in yep. for it well i mean we're watching it from a screen oh thousands of miles away and, and that's going, what we're picturing please uh-huh. just do it so imagine being in the moment oh actually physically in that moment I, and he's I can't do and it. he's less than two inches nope. from your face no nope i can't listen nope. listen <laughs> a handful of our friends just went to turkey okay <laughs> And <laughs> oh man, should we? We probably shouldn't share this, huh? We can say that some of our friends went to Turkey, but but yeah. the rest we we will we yeah. don't we shouldn't yeah. mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I no, I cannot imagine. Yeah, that. I absolutely, I can't imagine being five feet from this man. No, yeah, much less five centimeters from yeah. his face. And oh my gosh, and it it almost kind of disturbs me. <laughs> I know. Honestly. <laughs> because, I know. Because that's not how I am. Nope, I'm it not is not that how you type are. of girl. I'm I've never been one I mean, even, you know, I've had my celebrity crushes and sure. stuff. Like I love me some uh some Milo Ventimiglia mm-hmm. and he is one of my absolute favorites and I can't even think of other ones because <laughs> because only John is on your mind. And <laughs> And I can't, and I've never, ha- I don't know that I've ever had a situation, you know, you read in books about moments when people meet each other and mm-hmm. and they have these moments and all this kind of stuff, but there, there's something about John Yaman and, and yep. I don't, and like I said, I'm almost embarrassed at myself because <laughs> of the fact that I have this reaction to this show and I to know. him. It's I'm embarrassed, but but at this point, I don't care. And yeah. obviously, I've fully embraced it because yeah. we're doing a podcast. I mean, literally, about it drove it. us to to start a podcast where we can just talk about this. 
and be like, well, this is normal. That's the whole point. That's why we have this. Like, this is normal conversation. Totally. So, you know, please tell us. Like, we're not alone in that. There's <laughs> like, no. We are. There's you, no way. All I, you have to do is search Urkenji Kush well, that's true. on the World Wide Web. It's and so funny, though, because I feel like it's mostly the international fan base who – I mean, I know – Maybe it is. I know. I'm sure there are plenty of people in Turkey who – Oh, yeah. I'm sure. But – I feel like most of the stuff you see online, yeah, it's like, it's all it's us like, it's us English speakers and well, like, and it's not like people we don't have and, some great and very good looking mm-hmm. American actors. We absolutely do, yeah. but there's something in the water over in Turkey. I know. First with John, then my man Kivanch. Ebo, oh, I love yep, Ebo. your man Ebo, and even. Um, you don't watch Harajai. I always feel like I'm saying uh-huh. that incorrectly, but the actor who plays uh Miron, mm-hmm. oh man, he his eyes are just so like he's a different kind of handsome, but he's he is he's very handsome. But his I don't know. There's just something about his dang eyes. Like you just want to like stare into them. They're uh-huh. so emotional. They're so that that's like that's like <sighs> owner. I don't even watch. Um, oh, uh-huh. Yasakilma, but uh-huh. owner, his eyes are amazing. Yeah. And he's so, and he's so dark. Right. Um, yep. Yeah. There is something, there's just something. There's something. <laughs> there's something. About and John Turkey. got all of the somethings. <laughs> he did. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I know. We should probably stop talking I about know. this. This is so bad. <laughs> We need we need to go splash cold water on our faces. So right, we'll so wrap we'll wrap it week. up. <laughs> question of the week is what do you think is Polen's next move? Mm. I want to know what you guys think Polen's next move is because clearly she's up to something. Right. The whole ring thing has been quiet. Um yeah, nothing's happened Eileen. yet with Eileen's ring being hidden. Right. And the main focus this episode was with Polen trying to get her man back and mm-hmm. doing everything in her power and being manipulative and showing her true colors. Yep. So what do you think is her next move? Do you think she's going to stay? She decided not to go back anyway. So, you know, how many more episodes are we going to be seeing her? Yeah. Is she going to be kind of a permanent installation and a thorn in the side of John and Sanem. And, and all of us. Right. <laughs> or is her are her days numbered and yeah. maybe she's going to be leaving very quickly. So um, let us know. Tweet mm-hmm. us or um, send, t- talk to us on Instagram. Email us. Uh-huh. And you, for Instagram and Twitter, we're at dizzy for dizzy And then our email is dizzy for dizzy podcast at gmail.com. Yep. You can also find us at the same handle on Instagram – or I'm sorry, um, Facebook. If you just search at dizzy for dizzy oh, right. mm-hmm. then um, our Instagram page will pop up. Our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Why do I keep saying Instagram? <laughs> it's okay. Our Facebook page will pop up if you want to like that. They're owned by the same people. That's true. <laughs> uh, you can like that. We update there as well. Um, we'd love to interact with you guys. Mm-hmm. And – as always, if you have a fun love story to share, send it in. Yeah. We want to read it. We want to hear about it. Yep. And other than that, we will be back next week with, with Volume 11, 11, which contains my, still to this day, my favorite scene. And I, I mean, we'll talk, I'll talk more about it when we actually do the episode. But my favorite, favorite scene from the entire series thus far mm-hmm. happens in this episode. And it's probably not the scene you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but – 
I, yeah, it's good. So I cannot wait till next week yep. when we talk to you guys about that. It's going to be a good one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so until then, we will see you, see you later. later. Go to Chicago. Go to shoes.